Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset. And, and many of you know, a few weeks ago, I was in Los Angeles at an event called Social Con, where we got to hear from unbelievable men and women from in the industry, outside the industry, Americans and Canadians, because I've got a man that he doesn't even live in our country, but he is doing content better than most Americans that I know. And he's killing it on the real estate front. He's been doing it less than two years. He's unbelievable. He's covered in tattoos, which are super cool. He wears a hat every day, which we'll dig into for branding. Tyler Hassman, bro, welcome to the show. Coach Kyle, my man, thank you so much for the intro. What's up, everyone? I'm super excited to be here, uh, especially to share my story. And thank you for bringing me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, bro, because you you have such a wild story. You had all these plans, all these aspirations. You were and other people were sinking money into what you thought was going to be like the future of your life. And then COVID was like, nope, hold on. I'm going to take all of it. And so I just want you to tell, like, just lay your story out here for people because there's so much inspiration in it. There, there's so much power to be received from it. And so I'm going to shut up now and just let you go. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad we're starting off with this, you know, like, so I first started out in real estate when I was 18, just out of high school. And I was actually a car salesman. And then I went to real estate networking events just because like Rich Dad Poor Dad, like Robert Kiyosaki, yeah. like the best way to build wealth is real estate. And I always tried little gimmicks and stuff, saw stuff on Instagram, but I'm like, real estate's like the real business, right? So I started going to networking events and then learned about joint ventures. There was investors that, you know, I found with my business partner that were so busy, but had the money. And meanwhile, we had the energy. So we went and found deals, source deals, partners, and started buying apartment buildings and then also doing property management. So that was my wow. beginning at that. And, you know, we did videos to raise money all the time. It was really cool. And then that transitioned slowly into uh, one or two more passionate real estate stuff, which was uh, vacation rentals. So in Arizona from Canada, right? But went down to Arizona, got some vacation rentals down there, Airbnbs. We did uh, management, also the leasing strategy that's super popular now, but at the time, six years ago, five years ago, yeah. wasn't that popular at the time. Um, but we did that. And then um, also then went down to Costa Rica. It was always a huge goal of mine and my girlfriend and business partner, Jade. We always had this thing of like living in Costa Rica, having a hotel, having properties down there. Like that's it. So at 23, 24, we're down there find a hotel. We raised some money from investors. Everyone's getting excited. We have videos on it. It's, it's amazing. We get this hotel and we're doing um, a three-year like lease options, so basically leasing it for three years. At the end of it, we have the option to purchase it. The lease payments go towards purchase price, all that. Because then it kind of gives us that risk scenario. Yeah. We can always back out if it doesn't work. 
So, you know, we raised the money, we started doing some like cosmetic renovations, right? Because like we went in and rebranded this hotel. So we like did a bunch of systems, rebranded it, painted, updated things, and we made it a co-work, co-live digital nomad hotspot. And wow. it was like a dream come true. It was like everything's happened. Of course, there was some like major issues, but like everything happened. Like we had the hotel, we had Airbnbs down there. It's like things are thriving. And then all of a sudden, we had it for three months and then March came around and then we planned our release party to be March 17th. Cause you know, three months of like renos and making mm. it look nice and all that. And then March 16th, the government's like, Hey, we're shutting down. There's this COVID thing. So we're like, okay, we'll wait out another month. We wait out a month. Then we had to come back to Canada cause like health insurance and the state of emergency, all that stuff. Wow. So we came back to Canada being like, well, we'll come back down in maybe a month. Right. And then, so we're burning money because the payments didn't stop on the hotel. And we originally had like, like almost like 700, like crazy hundreds of thousands of dollars in bookings generated for that year, like insane wow. amount of money. All of that went to practically zero within a matter of a week because all the Airbnbs, the booking groups, like our tourism stuff, everything that was pre-booked, like probably 50 to 60% of the year is pre-booked already. All of it's gone. And there's zero money, but the payments didn't stop. So we're drowning ourselves. The reserve fund, we have money in there, we're paying it, maxing out cars, maxing out everything. And then three or four months went by and there's still no end to COVID. I mean, we were all there, not wondering or not knowing when is this going to end? When does it get better? And it just never really did. And then it got to the point we talked to the owners with the lawyers down there. We're like, we can't do this anymore. Like, what are we supposed to do? We can't accept bookings from anybody. And we don't have, ran out of money to pay this thing. And we had to, uh, you know, just stop it. We gave it all up, give it back to the owners. They got some renovations, all these upgrades, and we lost all that money and some trying to hold on to it. So here we are at 24, 20, yeah, 24 years old, uh, back in Canada. And we're like, what the hell? Like we at one moment have this thriving thing going on. Everything's great. The next moment, hundreds of thousands of debt, no hotel. And we're back in Canada where we started. And we're like, what just happened? And it was a really tough point because it's like, you just, it's just like, like crazy how quick that happened. And it was a good thing we have mentors because one of our mentors, Graham, like he's been through a lot and he sees it from this other perspective where he's like, you guys, like, we didn't even want to wake up and do anything. We were just I depressed bet. and so yeah. much anxiety of like, how are we going to pay this back? What are we going to do? Like, that was our identity, our life. And he was like, you guys need to get back up because your wealth is inside of you. It's not outside of you. Mm. You guys are able to get back out and create, do it again, try something new. It's all part of your damn journey. And one day you'll look back and be like, I'm glad this happened. But at the time you're like, what do you mean? Glad this happened. This is yeah. awful. So, so <laughs> Fast forward now, you know, I was doing some consulting, helping other real estate investors do some stuff. And then we started up another vacation rental management company, uh, probably six or seven months after that in Calgary, Canada. And then long story short with that same thing, built it up, things were great. And then it, we just ended up separating with our partners. Some stuff was going on. We we're like not passionate about it. And a couple other management companies ended up taking over a lot of those contracts. So here we are at you know a year and a half after covid of losing the hotel and all that starting something up to only realize we don't want to do that and there was some complications yeah. so now we're back at ground zero again at like you know now it's 25 years old right so a lot of it's happening quick and at that point it was like no money having to owe these uh you know investors and do all these other things and also again starting from scratch 
And at that point, I'm like, I'm always been good at uh, marketing, closing deals and all that. I'm going to get my real estate license. And I got my real estate license. And right away, as I'm doing it, you know, I have a lot of experience with like marketing videos. And I love learning and deep diving into things. And I kept on finding that with the real estate industry, like social media, obviously, is number one. But the number one thing at that time, September 2021, I think it was yeah 21 um everyone was talking about facebook ads and instagram ads that was the thing for real estate agents and then youtube so the big thing is though is that i didn't have any money so yeah. i couldn't do the <laughs> facebook ads so i'm like and this is while i'm studying to get my license so i don't have my license yet. okay so i'm like okay i don't have the money to do that so that's not going to work and then the other things would be cold calling and door knocking and i'm like yeah i'm not going to do that i was in car sales yeah. i've done that before I, I haven't came this far to do that Right. And then I started like just be on Instagram watching people do home tour videos. And I'm like, this is cool. Like it's quick videos. They show the inside of homes. I love that. And I'm like, I feel like that would be a good way to generate leads. And then I seen some agents do it in the like, in LA and Miami, you know, like all those big homes. And I'm yeah. like, I think that would work. And I was like, at this point, getting my license and I'm like barely paying the fees. Like nobody tells you about how much it costs to be an agent. My <laughs> God, it's like this fee, this fee. And there's this random licensing thing. I had to max right. myself out. I had to actually like, like uh, I got the license and then I got my invoice from our local real estate board and I didn't have the money to pay it. So I literally had to like put them on like, oh, I don't know why the card's not working. And then oh like, my and thankfully it was then like uh, a long weekend after that, September long weekend. So then I had an extra day and I just like scrambled and finally oh. got it together. Um, but anyway, so I have my license and I'm like, Hey, I don't have any money. And at the, I didn't join a team it was just me on my own in this new market. So not really any connections. And I was like, well, I got my phone and I've made videos before. So I'm just going to go at it. So I started doing YouTube videos and then TikTok, like Instagram videos with my phone. And what I, the first property I ever went to, I was riding my bike. I got a Facebook marketplace, like 50 bucks. It didn't have a car at this point either. Like right from scratch. Wow. Rode my bike to the train, took the train all the way to the Northeast, far, far Calgary, and then had to bike an extra like 15, 20 minutes to this show home where I contacted them. I was like, Hey, can I do some videos? And they're like, Oh yeah, sure. I had no idea what I'm doing. Right. Nobody else is doing this in my market. So I'm yeah. like, I don't even know if this is going to work. Right. But I thought it was cool and it was fun. And I, I just saw something with it. And while I'm biking, it starts raining. So it's pouring rain. I'm soaking wet. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like <laughs> I came all this way. And now, and that was like the, it's almost like in the movies, you know, when it like gets bad and it gets worse, you know, oh, yeah. it's like, Oh my God, that's how it felt because the months <laughs> it started raining and I was like wet and I'm like riding this damn bike. And oh, I'm like, gosh. what am I doing first off? But second off, I'm like, man, like, I had all these other things going on and now this is happening. And what if this doesn't work and all these other things? Like, so what if I, I can't get any deals? What if this doesn't actually work out? Like, what if, you know, we weren't meant for this? What if we just need to go get normal jobs and get ourselves out of this like situation? Yeah. And I don't know what really got me going out of it, but as I was having those, what if negative thoughts, I also then had the what ifs of like, what if this does work out? What if I do make these videos and it works. I get a yeah. lead. What if I'm able to yeah. close deals from this? What if a year from now, I'm going to be like telling this damn story, how amazing, how crappy it was riding this bike, but now yeah. it's the best thing ever. So I also then thought about the positive what ifs and I just kept on going. And as I'm pulling up to the showroom, show home, I also made a promise to myself that I would do videos for 60 days. Okay. Wow. So I would try it every day, post a video for 60 days. And if okay. it doesn't work out after 60 days, 
I'm going to go to a different career. It wasn't a different strategy. Wow. I was, I was done. I'm like, I'm not being an agent. Right. And I, you know, my background, I could go, I don't know. I could go do something. Right. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I've got, I've got options. Right. At the end of the day, I'm like, I'm going to quit. So I told myself though, I don't care that I'm wet or whatever. I'm going to go in and film it. I promised myself 60 days. I'm going to stick to it. So I get to this show home, I park my bike behind because I didn't want the lady to see I rode a bike in the pouring <laughs> rain. And as I walk in, I was just going to say like, oh, I parked down the street and I got caught in the rain. And then meanwhile, she's like, oh, I actually saw you like ride by. Oh, I'm like, that's no. crazy. I'm like, no. So then I was, I, I made up an excuse because I was so embarrassed that like, I don't know, I just like bike around the neighborhood to get to know the neighborhood, which is stupid. But anyway, so I go in, I carelessly made the video because I'm soaking wet. I'm sure. making footprints throughout the whole entire place. And I just... Um, went with my phone, went through, I wasn't even in the video and then biked back. And while I'm biking back to the train, I'm like, what am I doing on the train? I just had that thing of 60 days. So I took yeah. out my phone, even though I was not in a good mood and just edited and then posted the video to TikTok. And then later when I got home, edited the long form video and posted it to YouTube. Well, then sure enough, within a couple of weeks of doing this, biking to these show homes, no more rain, better weather, but still biking these show homes. I kept on making these videos, the TikTok walkthroughs and then the yeah. uh, YouTube. And then after two weeks, I noticed that my YouTube videos got like 50 views max per video yeah. and didn't see much traction. Where And they took a lot more time to shoot and edit. Where my TikTok videos I was putting no effort into, those videos were getting some of them 10,000, 20,000, wow. getting all these followers. And then I immediately went all in on TikTok and like short form videos, Instagram as well. Once I think it was maybe like three weeks into it, when I started getting my first leads from TikTok and people were resharing these videos and it was really gaining traction. So I said, Hey, I'm going to go all in on that because at the time I'm spending making these YouTube videos and not seeing much results because I needed money right away. Right. So yeah. I'm like, I'll yeah. go all in on one thing, right. Which is the short form content. And I'm going to perfect that. And then maybe later I'll go back to YouTube um, yeah. and add it. So then I went all in on it. And then sure enough, like a month and a half in, I get a call. I was dealing with some leads, nothing really mm -hmm. happening, but I was posting every day. And then I get a call from these clients. They're from out of province, brother and sister. They're wanting to buy a place side by side. Boom, $450,000 uh, home wow. each. So that's about 800 and some thousand. Cleared about almost like $15,000 in commissions. And I was like, oh my God, I made it. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I did it. I felt <laughs> so good. And uh, obviously, that's the fast forwarded story. It took like sure. two or three weeks or four weeks of long, uh, all real estate yeah. deals. So pretty quick though. But, anyways, so then I just kept making videos every day. And then what I realized was that. Um, after that, there was two deals and there was four a month, then six, then 10, then 12. And then by like month, I started September by like, you know, March, I was already at like 20, almost 25, maybe 30 deals. Right. Wow. It was insane. Yes. It was a hot market, but being someone brand new and not on sure. an established team and on my own, yeah. people were able to find me. And so then that, that fast forward a year did 60 deals, $26 million. And I didn't spend a single dollar, yeah. not a single, only money was on gas. I eventually got a vehicle uh, on gas. On. And like, you know, I, I did upgrade my phone after a while, but other than that, no money on ads. And it was only from doing home tour videos on TikTok and Instagram. Wow. And I, once I passed that 60 day mark, I read in the millionaire real estate agent by Gary Keller, there's the cycle of the sales and you always want to yeah. make sure you're focusing on prospecting, closing deals and all that. Because if you yep. go from one to another, once you're done the deal, you're going to be back to prospecting because you don't right. have anybody to deal with. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to make sure that that 60 days is now 364, 365 days, a full yeah. year. 
So I'm on a full year posting videos. I would reschedule viewings, reschedule um, um, inspections. I put all my attention every day, even though I was getting views and getting leads like crazy on making videos and posting every day. So there'd be times I would have all these leads in my inbox, but I'd be like, I'll get back to you later. I need to go make my video today. And that's why then it just rippled that compound effect as well. And then it grew into boom. Then it got into having seven agents on my team, like under me, closing tons of deals and just blowing up because, and even today, I still not don't post like every, my goal is to post every day, but now sure. with traveling, like we talked about, I've been in yeah. like all over the place. It's a little bit harder, but I still manage to, you know, post every day, maybe the odd day I'll miss. Like yesterday, yeah. I, or a couple of days ago, I was traveling. So missed a couple of days, but yesterday I posted two videos. So I find myself catching up, but essentially that's kind of the story of Man, where I'm at now. I, I, yeah. have, I have so many questions that I, that I want to jump into, but I want to, I want to tell a quick story real fast because something happened to me today that that tells the other side of the, of being consistent on video because it works, right? The yeah. it, there's I've never met anyone that was like, "Yeah, I was super consistent with video and it didn't work." Yeah. I've never met that person. I've met people like you that for whatever reason like you hit it at the right time, you have the right skill set with the right work ethic and boom, like you take off and then the other side is me. I've been doing consistent video content for nine years. And I've just, I've never stopped. I've remained steadfast and I've had some successes and then it'd be slow and success and then slow. And then I released my book two weeks ago, which couldn't have been written had I not been consistent with content. And then my mentor today reached out to like a big like publicist company and talked to him about my book, mailing them a copy of my book. And they were like, man, like Kyle sounds awesome. We need to probably like walk him through our branding process. And they looked me up online and were like, oh, he doesn't need our help with that. Like he's ready to go. And so I'm going to be flying to Atlanta soon to start talking to these people and it's going to open up so many doors for me and Tyler, everybody's going to go, bro, how'd you do it? And they don't want to hear the story of, well, I started doing video when nobody cared and when I sucked and it wasn't any good. Right. And, and so everybody gets typically where they want to go when they get consistent online like this. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. And that's the thing is like, the consistency is what it is because at the end of the day, if I would have stopped after month one yeah, and just, and took it easy and started posting three times a week and then two times a week and slowed down, wouldn't have happened. There's a lot of agents that when I first started, even in my market that I like younger as well, that I just like network with and stuff, like we're at the same brokerage and they were like, oh yeah, we're going to do it too. They would do videos for two weeks get a couple of leads maybe yeah. or whatever. And they would stop and they keep stopping and starting. They maybe have a few thousand followers or across my platforms, I have over hundreds of thousands. Right? right. And another thing too, is I was able to now close almost a hundred deals in a year and a half. And they haven't even been able to do 30, but it's because they never stayed consistent. And still to this yeah. day, like, Oh man, you got lucky or you did this. It's like, no, because I didn't stop. You're stopping. Right. So many people, they start, then they stop. And then they start and they're constantly going up and down, never actually gaining that traction. Yeah. And that's the thing, um, you know, with a lot of people. And I even tell them, I'm like, 
you know, when I first started, because I made that dis- a committed decision right. to go 60 days all in on it, that's why it worked because it pushed me past those times of riding on my freaking bike yeah. to go do a home tour. So a lot of you it. that are like frustrated with it, I think I went two weeks never getting it much views, not getting any leads. If yeah. I think it took about four to five weeks to actually get a lead. That wasn't even good. Then that brother and sister hit me up maybe a month and a half in, like I said. But think of it. I was riding a bike with no money, brand new, yeah, hundreds of thousands in debt to pay back mm. and like figuring out how to pay rent. Meanwhile, I'm on my bike, not getting any views, but I kept yeah. on going. So when they see me now going to talk about this on stages or filming $15 million homes in Bel Air and like doing these crazy things. Bro. Like, oh, well, you just did videos and it happened. It's like, no, it did not well, happen that way. It's because I didn't stop. I want to, I want to dig into two things specifically because one of the things that I think, and I don't know if you did this on purpose, you probably did because you're super smart. Yeah. But, but one of the things that you did because you focused on tours, you were reaching out to people that you didn't necessarily know to just ask if you can tour their home. So you're leading with value. Yes. Right. I just want to come and shoot a cool video of your property. Yep. Everyone says yes to that. That that's what I've done with my podcast. When I when I say, bro, will you come on my podcast? That's value. Yep. Right. I'm saying, dude, you're incredible. I want to highlight your skill set to my people. Totally. But if I were calling people going, hey, I have this company and I'd love for you to be a client of mine, boop, click, yep. like you're out. So I think realtors need to hear this, that you have to come from contribution with people. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And then now, did you do that on purpose or was yep. that just a byproduct of like, oh, wow, man, this is crazy. Nobody's saying no. On purpose, because I read a book called The Go-Giver. Come and on. essentially it says, yes, the more you give, the more you get, right? The wealthiest people in the world is because they give the most value to people. That's why Jeff Bezos, well, I don't know, it, it always fluctuates who's rich, but Jeff Bezos with Amazon, it's because sure. he gives the most value. Who doesn't use Amazon? It's valuable to them. It's convenience. Yeah. So whenever I'm messaging, even when I first started, I was messaging builders, agents, all these because remember, I wasn't on a team and nobody at my brokerage, there wasn't any community. It absolutely yeah. sucked. I switched brokerages since. But anyways, the thing is, is that I would message these builders and be like, hey, this is my name. I'm a realtor. You know, make sure they know who I am. And I would love to come by. I only need like five, 10 minutes. And I would love to give you some free promotion to my audience. So I didn't even have an audience. But I was like, you know, an audience could be one person. It's like one no follower. doubt, dude. Technically have an audience. Speak it into and existence. Then, exactly. And there were some people that said no, but the majority said yes, because of the way I framed it of, I would like to help you right. for free and give this promotion. I only need this many minutes. Where a lot of agents, what they'll do is like, oh, I'm getting a lot of no's. They're messaging agents be like, hey, I want to come do a TikTok so I can from, uh, make a video for my page. Yeah. That's a lot of value for them, not the listing owner or the builder. Right. So you got to switch that around, right? Yep. Of like, hey, what value are they getting? So at the end of the day, people just care what value they're getting. So, so I good. think that's the the frame set on that. So for your tour specifically, yes, I, I have watched does like I, I'm not in I'm not trying to buy a house. I'm not trying to live in any of the places where most of your properties are. But I can't stop watching them Love because it. they're just so enjoyable. And like the parts that are boring, you already know that. So you fast forward through those parts. And I mean, it's just, it's like a freaking, it's like a home tour on steroids, right? Or, or it's really more like a home tour for an ADHD person. Yes. 
right? That's like, show me the highlights, bro. I don't have time for you creeping up the stairs and turning corners. And, and so talk to people that haven't seen them yet. Like, how do you talk about your home tours in comparison to the other millions of tours that are out there that are garbage? Yes, absolutely. So the number one thing is that my videos, if you watch my videos and then watch another realtor, you'll be like, Hey, this Tyler guy, a lot of people will be like, is he even a real estate agent? Is he even a realtor? And that's what I want. I love it. Right. Because when you're on social media, people are on there to be entertained and there to be sold to. So even when I first started, I'm like, I don't want to be seen as a realtor. So I became a real estate content creator. So whenever I was making videos, it wasn't to try and be like, I need to get leads from this video and I'm going to try and sell this property. It was, I'm going to entertain the people by showing them this property. So in the beginning of the video, in my videos, you'll see every three seconds I have a hook, or at least I try to. So that, and there's a book called Hook Point. It's amazing. And it talks about that. So at the beginning of my videos, I always I always hated whenever I'd watch home tours or realtors, especially on short form content. They're like, Hey, my name's Tyler. I'm a top producer with real broker in Calgary, yeah. Alberta behind me. My list is my listing. But at first I want to, it's like, just show me the house. People don't right. care about you. Right. So what I do in my videos, I'm like, this is what 500,000 can get you. Or like, you won't believe the inside of this home. And then boom, it cuts right into going into the house. And then on top of that, what I do is I get right to it first off showing them the house, right? And then what I do on top of that is every three seconds, like I said, I like to make sure it's quick, quick, quick. So as soon as I walk into the house, I'll then slow motion into one of the main rooms. So the main rooms I focus on is living room, dining room, um, kitchen, maybe the backyard. Then I go up to the primary master and then the bedrooms and any other major things. I don't show closets. I don't show all the bathrooms. I don't show the inside of the garage because people don't care. They want something that's, like right. quick and exciting. So that's what I do is I add some good music. I sometimes add voiceovers and it's just like a really quick presentation to show them this is what it's like. And another thing I do is I do it all in one take. So it's mm. one walkthrough of the entire home. And the reason I do this, because people then get a good grasp on what the property feels like Right. too many times. Yep. And th- I do some videos that are cinematic, like the odd one just because there's a cool music and it's like a luxury property where it's like showing the bedroom kitchen and all of a sudden the pool and it looks cool. But a lot of agents do that for all their videos and I'm yeah. watching it. Like wait, I can't understand the layout. Like it doesn't make sense. So that's why I feel like the pro- my views get are so high. I get so many yeah. shares because people are like, I, they, it's like my pages are like the new MLS. I get some people they are moving to Calgary. that are like, Oh, like don't even look on the MLS. What is this guy, Tyler? He's got homes of all types and then hit him up and he'll send you even more to look at. So that's kind of my thing is being a content creator versus being an agent. Cause people can tell that. And yeah. you got to make sure that like, you know, you're not on there to sell. You're not on there to promote yourself. You're on there to add value once again right. to consumers. That'll then be like, I like this guy. I like this home. I want to contact him. Yeah. So, so you're, you're not introducing yourself. Right, which I think is the pivotal piece to the people listening. Because I've sat in, I'm not going to name names, but I've sat in literal real estate trainings where the person in the front who's supposed to be the expert is, is teaching them. Guys, if you don't remind people who you are every week, they're forgetting. And I'm like, what are you teaching people? What are you doing? So, so you're not introducing yourself ever, right? I, I don't think I've ever caught one of your videos where you've even said the, your, your first name. 
never even said my first name. I've never only I only have hook points is what I talk about. I love it. it. So so then you're you're doing one video of the entire property right on your phone. Yep. And so then so I'm assuming you're doing voiceover like after you get the finished edit, then you're recording a voiceover to then match to the video. Yes, exactly. So what I'll do, this is a quick like minute explanation. I'll Love be it. out front of the property and I start at the front because you, a hook point is not only what you say, but also what you see. So yes. I like to be out front of the property and I'll have my phone on a gimbal, a DJI, DJI, yeah. DJ, DJI yeah. um, gimbal. And that stabilizes it so it's not all shaky. And then I hold it like this out front or off someone film me so you can see the house. And I'm like, this is what 500,000 gets you. Too many agents, they start on the inside or in the backyard. They don't get to see what the house looks like. So that's what I do. I say, this is what this gets you. And then right away, I turn and I start walking into the property. And then once I go through the whole property, I walk over here, walk over here. I'm walking slow. Then I'll put it into CapCut. And then when I'm in CapCut, the editing Mm. software, I speed up the clips, right? That are like from me outside to into the kitchen. That'll be like a three times speed ramp. And then once I go into the kitchen, it'll be like a two second clip. That's like only one time speed, which is normal speed. So if you watch my video, it's quick kitchen, quick living room, quick, this yep. quick, this to keep people entertained. And when we go upstairs, it's like five times speed because some agents, it's like a video of them going upstairs for like right. five seconds. You're like, hearing oh them God. breathe. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And then what I do is once I put all that together in CapCut, that's when I'll write up a script. And that's not all the videos, but some now I'll then do a voiceover where I'm like, I explain what's going through. Sometimes I'll yeah. put music on it. I don't even do a voiceover, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, like check out this stunning kitchen. Just off the kitchen. You have this yard. Now, and my wordplay is fun. I'm never, I'm not always like, oh, this is this exquisite, blah, weird thing. People don't care. It's like, hey, look at this. Like I've done a luxury 15 or 13,000 square foot property. And I'm like, look at how massive this living space is. You could host the craziest parties here. Yeah. That's what someone that's buying the house is going to do. They're going to host yeah. parties there. Not like, yep. oh, here's this marble imported from wherever. That's for the, like the 10 minute long listing videos. For these right. ones, make it fun, make it cool and quick cuts. And uh, so, yeah, that's what I do. And then I just throw it on TikTok, add some music, Instagram reels, and then boom, it takes five minutes to maybe fill in a home, five to 10 minutes, depending on the how big the home is, shutting yeah. off lights, turning them on, maybe 15 minutes to edit and then putting music on. So like probably 30 minutes shoot and post for a video. So when I'm doing one a day, it's only 30 minutes a day. And sometimes I'll have a content day all day and I'll film like 10, edit 10 oh, I got wow. content for 10 days. So it's really quick and it costs right. zero money. And And so you're still... Are you right now? Are you still doing all your own editing? Yes. Yeah. And the reason why I do my own editing is quite honestly, by the time I would upload the clips to say a Dropbox or a Google Drive folder, and then also be like, oh, I like this, but I don't like this. Can you sure. change that? It's quicker for me to just edit it. Right. Like even yeah. in, when I was in uh, Houston, flew into Houston, uh, got a right from the airport rental vehicle, went and filmed some properties. And then I went into a Target because they have, they have Wi-Fi there. And because I have Canadian phone, right? But barely have data down there. So I went into a Target and then inside the Target, the produce section, um, that's when we were getting some groceries for the hotel. And then I was in there editing, posting, and oh inside the Target. So by the time my girlfriend picked up like the grocery, like just stuff yeah. for our hotel, I already edited and posted a video and then we're on our way back to our hotel. So Dude, I literally, awesome. I think we flew in at maybe like five 
by the time we got the rental vehicle filmed and posted inside of Target, it was maybe two hours later. And it was three property tours, but I only edited wow. one at the time. Well, I, and I think so, that this, what's so important about this little story is you just don't have excuses. No. Right? Like yeah. you're editing in the produce section at Target yeah. where most people are like, well, like I just don't have time. And it's like, well, you watched an hour long TV show last night, yeah. Yeah. but you didn't have time to kind of learn how to play with CapCut, learn how to do voiceover. We just, we just, we're just so full of excuses. Totally. And you're not, which is why you are you and we yes. are not. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more with that. And I think the big thing is that, you know, I, like the, I got a tattooed on me on my hand. The what if factor is like, you're really asking mm. yourself, like, what if you seriously committed the next 60 days, yeah. made no excuses and went all in on this and just tried it? And mm. didn't even like, you know, it doesn't matter. You, you're sick. Go put a mask on, go film the property tour. Something's yeah. going on, make it happen. Or the, another smart thing is once you have a goal and you really make a, a decision to get it and it's that 60 days, maybe you have a day like say it's Thursday. Maybe all of a sudden you're like, Hey, do you know what? I actually have quite a bit of time this afternoon. I'm going to go film five tours instead of just one and yeah. batch it. Right. Cause when you actually make that committed decision, it's going to happen because the thing is, is that this isn't rocket science. If you just show up every day and make it happen, you're going to see the results right. because as you get going, maybe like, Oh, my videos aren't as good as that. The reason why my videos are good now, scroll down to the bottom of my TikTok page or Instagram yeah. page. I really want you guys to okay? yeah. All of you go to my Instagram or TikTok at Tyler Hassan, scroll down to the bottom. My videos were not good. I was crazy. The music was too loud sometimes. It was awful. <laughs> but now it's because I've done probably almost six, 700 tours. Wow. That's why it's at this stage. So you need to just get going and start now so that you're, you know, you're never wondering like, oh, what if I would have went all in? When I listened to Coach Kyle and Tyler's podcast, what if I would have maybe done the 60 days where you could be thinking, you know, yeah. like, what if it does work? What if I did do it? What if I did actually make that happen? Mm. And I can promise you, you're not going to regret it. And it's not going to cost anything. That's the biggest thing. It doesn't cost anything. It's not like we're, right. you know, we're not telling people, oh, go run Facebook ads and spend $5,000 a month for the next five months to gain traction. And you need the click funnels, this and this and this, which yeah. is a strategy that works. I'm not, it, right. I'm not saying it doesn't work or anything. I'm just saying, this is something that doesn't cost anything other than yeah. your time. And if you're obviously wanting to get more leads and more deals, then you can sacrifice and pay the time to make this happen. It's huge, man. And I, I would add, it also does take your ego. Totally. Right. Which yes. I think is where is why most people won't do anything with this episode. Yeah. Is because their ego can't allow them to suck it first. Totally. And you fought through it. I fought yeah. through it. And, and, and you're where you are. And so, man, what like this, this, I, this has been so much fun. I, I could talk to you forever and ask yes. you so many questions, but what I, what I want to end on to just keep it short ish for the ADHD people in our lives, branding. Yes. So you, you wear a freaking cool hat every day. You, I think you told me in LA, you have like seven or yes. eight of them. Yep. And, uh, and so nobody even knows what's going on underneath there. And, and so talk about brand for a second. Like, did yep. you start out as the hat guy or did you evolve into that? Like, how yes. did you intentionally choose for that to be a part of your branding? Absolutely. Branding is super important, you guys. And being that I had a background in obviously some marketing and stuff, my girlfriend, yeah. absolutely same thing. There's a book called The Purple Cow by Seth Godin, marketing yeah. book. Absolutely got to go read it. 
it talks about being as different as possible because when you're your living brand and you are so different, you don't need to market because that right. is it. So that was when I always wore these hats actually previously. And it was because I would go to real estate events, like when I was an investor and I wore this, the odd fedora hat kind of style. And people were like, Oh, it's the hat guy. Like the, people just kind of, I don't know, because I wear yeah. one video the odd time and people just liked it. And I just started wearing it more and more. Cause I, I really like wearing them. So when I started doing these videos, I'm like, no, I'm going to wear in every single one because that's going to be my branding. And that's the thing is that my branding is so strong and consistent, just like the videos with these hats. I've worked with people for a year and a half since I started. They don't even know what's under the hat. Yeah. I'm going to keep it that way because that's how consistent I am. So good. And here's the thing. So many people are like, oh, well, like I, you already have, like, I don't have the hat. I don't have anything. An example I gave when I was in Houston, the first day of the event, I wore a jean jacket and had like a big print on the back with Nicki Minaj. And it was like, everyone's like, man, that jean jacket's sick. I got so many confidence on the jean jacket. So then I was like, hey, if anybody else here is struggling on a brand and you like to wear jean jackets, go and buy four of them, spend a couple hundred bucks, go find some vintage ones and make sure you wear them. But you need to wear them in every single video, every single appointment, all the time, because then it becomes your brand. Where if I only wore the hat, every second video or every so often because yeah. other agents try doing this, but they don't wear it every day. Sure. Then it doesn't become your brand. So your brand can be something as little as a jacket, as a colorway, but you need to live that brand so much that you do it every time. And that's why if you go to my page, you will not see me at all without this hat. Hat's always wow. on. Like it's, it's consistency. So I consistency it, for everything is what it's going to take. You, you might need to uh, like, you know, when you're in the millions of followers soon, you, you need to like raise money for charity. And you know, if, if they, if the, if you raise a hundred grand, you'll do a video without your hat on. Oh, you know, I, like, you know what? Like, that, that's a lot better than the other way. I was thinking of doing an only fans. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know, home yeah. Tours without the hat, 40 bucks a month. Subscribe. Dude, come on. <laughs> I like the charity but, way, the better though. <laughs> you probably do both. Yeah, I could do both. So Tyler, you, you already told us you're, you're Tyler Hassman everywhere on, yes. on, on social Guys, go follow this man. He he's already crushing it, but I don't even know that he realizes where he'll be two years, three years, five years from now with just the consistency and relentlessness with by which you do what you do, man. And so thank you you for being on here. It's been an absolute honor. I I love watching what you're doing. Uh, Anything else you want to share with with the people before we we end this thing? No, I just say thank you so much for having me on here. Everyone keep it consistent and keep it simple, right? You got a phone. That's it, right? All you need is a phone. You don't, you don't need a car. You, you know, maybe that's you it. go get a bike. You should probably get a bike. Yeah. 50 bucks. There you go. Facebook marketplace like I did. But you have a phone and you have CapCut, which is a free editing software. You don't have a single excuse. So go do it. I love it. That's awesome, man. Guys, thank you for listening. If you didn't find value in this, go listen to it again because you're a moron. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. We'll be back real soon. Keep speaking, everybody. People need you. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content. Because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.